This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. The Money Pit is presented by Castle Filters, LL Flooring, The Angie and Wagner Sprayers. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you doing this weekend? Because I think we're picking up an extra day. It's the Memorial Day weekend, and if you've got some plans to enjoy yourself or maybe some plans to work on your house, we can help with the latter All you need to do is reach out to us with your questions. Head on over to moneypit.com, click on the floating microphone button, leave us a message, and we will get back to you with the answers to your home improvement question. What are you doing this weekend, Leslie? You going to enjoy it, take that third day, or are you going to get to work on something? Uh, You know, we actually have a soccer tournament to go to, so no rest for Uh, the weary. We'll be at Hershey Park having some fun, (laughs) but also many, many games of soccer. I remember those long, long... uh, extra tournament weekends. <laughs> uh, pretty much, uh, it's all in, right? <laughs> it is all in. Packing up the car and, and heading on out. Yeah, you, you know? are there, you are heading out, you are cheering people on, and hopefully everybody walks away with a smile. Well, if you are not heading out to a sporting tournament, you're hanging out at home, and maybe you're going to tackle some home improvement projects, you've got something to do, we are here to help you get that done. Reach out to us. Again, click on the microphone button, record your question, and it'll shoot right to the production studio. Hey, coming up on today's show, if you'd love to have a backyard swimming spot, uh, and this, by the way, is the year you're going to really do something about it, because you know a lot of us have these, we'd love to have it for years, and maybe next year, maybe next year, but if you really want to do it, we're going to give you a very cool option over traditional chlorine pools. I mean, pools are nice, but sometimes that chlorine just is really hard to breathe, and it kind of burns your face, burns your nostrils, but we've got the scoop on a natural in-ground pool that's pond-like, gorgeous, and completely earth-friendly without all of that chlorine need. Oh, I love it. Coming up also, are you looking for a new floor that's beautiful, durable, and totally waterproof? Well, we found it. It's called Duravana, and it's made by LL Flooring. We're going to share more about this brand new technology and flooring just ahead. And now that we're in Memorial Day weekend, along with barbecues and pool openings, we honor the service and sacrifices of our troops. That's why now is a great time to display your patriotism by flying the flag. So we're going to offer some tips on how to attach flagpole brackets to a wide variety of siding materials. 
All right, but first, what are you working on this holiday weekend? Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's your tan. That's all fine, but whatever it is, we're here to lend you a hand with all things home-related. So give us a call or post your question anytime. Again, go to moneypit.com, click on Leave Us a Message, and record your question for us, and we'll get right back to you with the answer. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? All right, heading to Plattsburgh, we've got Roy on the line who's got a question about a walkway. What's going on? Currently, right in front of my house, I just have uh, a grass. There's no real walkway, and uh, uh, I'm looking to put a walkway in. I was thinking of these uh, colored precast sort of uh, uh, blocks. Yeah, they're called pavers. Pavers. And, uh, you know, what I have to do uh, underneath those to make sure they, you know, they don't move over time. And, uh, and if that's something I should be able to undertake myself, or should I get a pro to do that? Well, it, it's a job, and I'll tell you that when, if you don't do it right, you'll see those pavers start to move and stuff start to grow through it you know, within a year or two. But what you have to do is you have to excavate down about six to eight inches, and you put in a crushed gravel base, and then you tamp the gravel base in. Uh, and usually, if it's a pro, they're going to have a mechanical tamper that does that. And it's always amazing to me because when that gravel base is tamped in, it's like as hard as concrete. You can't detect that it's just gravel anymore. But that tamped base is really, really important because on top of that, you're going to lay your, your paver brick. And the paver brick are modular. They're designed so that uh, two brick wide is one brick long if you're using the rectangular bricks. And that is unlike a regular building brick because the building brick actually leaves room for a mortar joint, but a paver brick doesn't. That's the difference between those two. And, of course, you have other styles, octagon styles and, and, and things like that. But getting that, that basin is important. And uh, I think, is it a long walk? How many feet are we talking about here? On the short walk, maybe uh, 25, 30 feet at most. Yeah, that's pretty long. I, I don't know that I would want to do that myself. Okay. That's a lot of work. You'd have to hand tamp that with a, with a tamping iron. And even uh, even after an exhausting day or two of beating that stuff down, it's still not going to be as hard as it would be if you had a, a pro do it. Of course, the other thing to do is you could pour your own concrete sidewalk if you wanted to do that. Okay. All right. Well, sounds good. Thank you so much. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks for reaching out to us at The Money Pit. Michelle in Alabama, you've got The Money Pit. How can we help you today? Okay. Well, we live in a home that was built in the early 70s. And two of the bedrooms, we are having like a mold issue, and it's just above the baseboards. And I've actually cut into the sheetrock thinking that maybe it's some moisture from the outside coming through, but it's not. There's no mold um, inside. It's just like in the room. And I, I don't know what's causing it or how to even fix it. And are you certain that it's mold? Have you had it tested? Well, yeah, it's um, it's like a... We had a piece of furniture there, a dresser there, and we moved it, and we were, like, totally shocked that there was, like, it was black and fuzzy. It was no, you know, it was mold. So if you had this furniture against the wall, you, you probably created sort of a, 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 a chilly, damp area there. <clears throat> Moving the furniture out probably helps because you get a little more ventilation behind it. But what I would do is I would spray that mold down with a bleach and water solution so that we kill anything that's there. Protect the carpet because obviously you don't want to bleach out your carpet, but spray it down. Let the bleach and water sit for a while, maybe 10, 15 minutes, and then clean it. And that will stop, uh, that will stop any further mold from growing. And just try to keep that area dry. If it's very damp and it's in, and you know, if the furniture was pressed up against it, that might be why it's happening. What kind of furniture was against it? Um, 
it was uh, really like a child's dresser. Okay, so it was like wood. It wasn't like a couch or something like that? No, it was wood, yeah. yeah. So take a look at the back of that, too, and make sure if there's any mold spores on that that they're cleaned as well. All right, thanks for your help. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Sage in New York is on the line with an outdoor watering question. Tell us what's going on. How you doing? I have a um, an outdoor faucet, which I use to connect my hose in the front. And um, I believe it's called a frost-free silcock. Right. And the problem I have is that when I open the faucet, I can open it full, but the water takes sometimes up to a minute to come out if it comes out at all. Now, inside your house, there's going to be another valve that is designed to shut off that line for the winter. Did you check to make sure that valve was fully open? It is fully open, yes. So the valve's fully open on the inside of the house. The the valve, the hose bib on the outside of the house, though, you open it up and it takes a minute to come out. And when it comes out, does it come out fast or slow or what? It comes out slow, and um, I also wondered if the, um, the fact that the pressure was lower on this faucet as compared to the faucet in the back of the house, was part of the problem. How the house? Oh, the house is only about three years old. Three years old? All right, so the plumbing should be fine. What you're describing is simply a valve that's, that's not fully open. And so if the, the valve inside is open and the valve outside is open, then somewhere we've got a bad valve, because that shouldn't be happening. It should be very simple. The valve opens, the water flies out. Three-year-old house, there's no reason for any corrosion to be inside the pipe or anything of that nature. And so you've got a bad valve somewhere. That's what has to be looked into. Okay. All right. Thank you. Selena in Tennessee, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Last week, I had estimates done on my home to have all my 
drain pipes replaced. Hmm, why did you do that? My house was built in 1944, and we've had some trouble here lately with clogs and everything, so I just decided to go ahead and replace all the drain lines. Is that because the you've getting roots and that sort of thing in the pipes? I don't think there's roots in them, no, because we've had the, the pipe from the house back to the drain replaced already. This is just the inside pipe, and they're old, and yes, we have had a couple to couple of them to rupture, so I just decided to get them all replaced. However, today my son told me that all of that is useless if I don't get the main line coming into the house replaced also, and I wanted to see what your take was on that. Well, we're talking about two different types of pipes. You're talking about drainage pipes versus supply pipes, and the supply pipe that comes into the house may or may not need to be replaced. The questions I would have for you are, what's the pipe made out of? And are we having any problems with it? Now, in an older house, you may have the original steel plumbing, steel main water pipe coming into the house, which if the house was built, did you say the 40s? Right. That's a super old pipe that definitely is in, at risk of breaking. Okay, great. So when they come back out to do my plumbing, because they're doing it in two weeks, I need to ask them to look at the pipe. and yeah. let me, Because none of the people that gave me estimates even mentioned it's bad. Well, I would take a look at that, and typically in a house, you don't replace the drain pipe. So I'm a little surprised that you're doing that. Typically, in an older house with seal pipes, you end up replacing the supply pipes. And you do the horizontal pipes first because they're the easiest to access, and you do the vertical pipes to go up through the walls last because they're the hardest to access, and you can do it in stages. The first step of a steel pipe conversion is to do the main. Uh, the second one is to do all the horizontals in the basement crawl space, and the third is to do the verticals. And so typically that's that's what you do in a house that has that kind of plumbing. Um, you mentioned you've had some problems with clogging with the drain pipes, but that's pretty unusual, and I actually have never heard of anyone wanting to replace drain pipes. Typically they replace supply pipes. So you might want to get a second opinion on this and not just uh, take the opinion of the plumber that wants the work. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Well, there's a new trend in alternative swimming pools, and it's not the saltwater pool either. It's called the natural swimming pool, and it's kind of a high-end pond right in your backyard. Now, rather than using chlorine, these pools use living ecosystems to actually clean the water and keep it healthy for swimming. It's sustainable and eco-friendly, and it's super popular in Europe where it originated about 30 years ago. Yeah, and here's how they work. A natural swimming pool is actually made up of two separate but adjoining sections, and the water sort of circulates between them. Now, the first section is the actual swimming area, and the second is known as the regeneration zone, essentially a shallow water garden. Now, aquatic plants that are rooted in a substrate will act as a biological filter by removing bacteria and contaminants from the water and taking in nutrients, depriving algae of what it needs to flourish. Yeah, I really do love how these look as well. I mean, they look so natural and beautiful and refreshing and inviting. And I mean, the shape and the design, that's truly up to the homeowner. It can be organically curved like a real pond, or you can just say, we're rectangular like a regular pool, but we're different at the same time. But they're gorgeous. Now, the regeneration zone, that just needs to be equal in the area, same as the swimming zone to give you the proper filtration. Now, the initial construction costs are pretty comparable with a regular pool, but keep this in mind, the maintenance costs can be hundreds of dollars lower because you have no chemicals to buy and it uses very little electricity. Plus, a lot of homeowners do spend a ton of money on landscaping around the pool to create the feel of a real pond. So why do that if you start with a real pond? It's a great option for those that want to have a very natural look to their backyard space.
Okay, now we're going to chat with Moshi from Ohio who's got a question about caulking a tub. What's going on? Uh, I just wanted to know if there's a silicone that lasts more than a year. Yeah, I mean, sure. So first of all, you want to make sure you're using a kitchen and bath silicone because it has a mildicide in it. So you're using the right product. Um, secondly, though, um, let me give you some tips on how to make sure you're, you're, you're applying it cor- correctly. First off, you've got to remove everything that was there before. Now, if it doesn't come out easily enough by you sort of scraping it out with like a dull putty knife or something like that, there's a product called a caulk softener. You know, kind of like a paint stripper for caulk that makes it a little bit easier. It softens it, makes it a bit more mushy. But once you get that out, then what you want to do is spray that joint down with um, some bleach and, a bleach and water solution so that you're killing any mold that's kind of left behind. Uh, you can rinse it out and then let it dry thoroughly. And before you apply the caulk, fill up the tub because that weights it down and, and, and pulls that seam open a little bit. And then you caulk it, and once the caulk dries, the next day you release the water from the tub. Now, when you caulk it with silicone, I'll give you a little trick of the trade. If you spray your, if you want to try to smooth it out, it's kind of hard because it's like gooey. But if you put a little, um, like window cleaner on your hands, or at least get them wet a little bit, you can use your finger and kind of drag it along that seam, and it'll press it in nicely and leave kind of a rounded, uh, a rounded edge that looks kind of neat and clean. Um, the other thing that you could do is you could mask off the top and the bottom of the joint where you're going to caulk, and then you can just pull off the masking tape if you're uh, consider if you're afraid that it's going to be a little bit too sloppy. But um, you know those following those steps, I mean, you should have a caulk that's going to last you at least three or four years, I would think. All right, Mushin, good luck. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U dot com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. MONEYPIT. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. 
Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Andrea from Ontario, Canada is on the line with a mold question. How can we help you today? My question would be, hi, um, regarding black mold, and it's um, sort of behind my sink, between the sink and the backsplash, there's a little bit of space, and this black mold settles in. There's a lot of moisture, obviously. We're running the water and it splashes, so um, behind and around the sink, as well as around my tub. I tried bleach. I scrubbed it. We, at one point, uh, took out the caulking and recocked it, but it came back, so I'm at a kind of a loss what to do with this. Mold is going to grow any place that you have an organic material, which could be drywall, or it could also be, believe it or not, soap scum. Uh, It can have organic matter in it, and that can feed mold. And so you have a condition there that's going to be prevalent to mold regrowth. Even when you clean it, it's going to come back. You're not going to permanently prevent it unless you change the, the environment, the climate. Uh, that uh, that exists in that particular area. So um, with respect to the tile area, let's deal with that first. When you retiled, when you re-caulked, I'm sorry, you, did you pull all the old caulk out? Pulled it all out, dug it all out. Um, it was actually our contractor who said, keep it uh, like very dry, bone dry, he called it. And then uh, once we had it all dried out, then he came back and put a layer of this, white material. I'm not, not exactly sure what it was, but he finished it off. Okay, so you're not quite sure what the product is. Here would be the steps. When you pull the old caulk out, you need to spray the joint between the tub and the tile with a bleach solution. That's going to kill any mold spores that are left behind. Then after that's dry, um, one additional step, fill up the tub with water because it makes it heavy and it pulls it down. And then you caulk it, and when you caulk it, you want to use a product that has mildicide in it. Now, DAP, for example, has a caulk that has an additive called microban, and microban will not grow mold. It will prevent it from growing. And so if you use the right product and you take the step of, of treating it with a bleach solution first before you apply it, that helps it to last as long as possible. But again, if you don't control humidity conditions, eventually it will come back. As for the sink, the same advice um, applies you not only have to clean it, which takes away the visual, but you have to spray it with a mildicide. And so you could mix, say, a 10 to 20% bleach solution with water and then uh, let it dry, and that will help prevent it from coming back. I'll try that. Heading to upstate New York, we've got Anthony, who's got a question about a chimney. What's going on, Anthony? How can we help? I have a house that's about 80 years old, and about 20 years ago, the chimney uh, started to, some of the bricks started to loosen in it and so on, and and, and needed to be fixed. So we turned around and had stucco put on it, and it was fine for till now. Now it's starting to break off, and uh, we'll have to take all of it off, and I don't know what else, what to put on it. So why do you think you have to take all of it off? Is the stucco coming off in big chunks now, like you have, or is it just a little bit here and there? A little bit here and there, uh, and uh, I, I, I don't uh, know if we could replace it as such. I, 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 uh, I'm not sure. Well, I think you can patch it. I mean, stucco repairs are pretty common. 
Um, had we talked about this before you did this stucco, I would have kind of given you a heads up that this could happen yeah. because chimneys loosen and they do need to be re, you know, like reset, you know, repointed very often. The bricks can be taken out and sun, and put back in again. But now that you've got this covered with stucco, your best option now is to just chip off the loose areas and then re-stucco only those areas as, as essentially a repair or a patch. And that'll last you several years, you know, and, but you're just going to have to maintain it that way. Now, the other thing that you could do is after it's done is you could put a masonry sealer on it. Uh, you want to use a silicone based masonry sealer because, um, they'll prevent a lot of the water from absor- absorbing, but they're also vapor permeable, which means they breathe. And that's important because if water gets underneath the stucco and doesn't drain out or evaporate away, then it freezes and it can push off you know, chunks of the stucco. But I think okay. it's okay for you to, to patch it down, remove the loose stuff, patch it, and put the sealer on, and that'll buy you a few years, I think. Okay. Okay, that sounds fine. Now, the point of it is uh, to find someone to do it. Could I like to find someone to do this type of work, you know? So what I would do is I would go to Angie, A-N-G-I dot com. Now, that is a service where you can put information in about your house and your project, and they will send that out to screened contractors. You'll get probably two or three different quotes. You can read reviews about the contractors and make a selection that way. Okay, fine. Well, thank you very much. Good luck, Anthony. Thank you. Thanks so much for reaching out to the Money Pit. Well, if you're ready to update the flooring in your home this spring, choosing a product that's beautiful and durable is key to making sure that you'll be able to enjoy that floor for a very long time. Well, LL Flooring has a new product called Duravana, and it does just that. It's really unlike any type of flooring that's out there. Yeah, Duravana represents a brand new category of flooring. It's called hybrid resilient flooring. It is incredibly durable, it's very tough, and it's waterproof. So it makes it a great choice for high-traffic areas like laundry or mudrooms. But it also looks amazing in a kitchen, for example, where water resistance is key. In fact, I just finished off my own laundry room project where Duravana was a great choice. The planks just locked together, and now we have the dual defense waterproof technology that's built in protecting the floor from spills and splashes. Now, Duravana, it's also designed with an easy-click installation, so it's great for DIYers. And unlike any other type of flooring, there's no acclimation time that's needed. So when you get it, you can install it as soon as you get back from the store. And because it's sourced from FSC certified forests, it's definitely eco-friendly. It's a really beautiful floor with 22 unique patterns and extra wide seven inch planks that gives you a genuine weathered natural presence. In fact, I really like the Durvana Chapel Bridge Oak. It's an excellent design. It's got hints of honey tones and a lot of medium brown in it. And it could truly look great in any house. But whatever your taste, there is for sure a look for you. Duravana retails for three ninety nine a square foot, and it's available at LLFlooring.com and at over 430 LL Flooring retail stores across the country. Learn more at LLFlooring.com. Heidi in North Carolina is on the line with an electrical problem. How can we help you today? Well, I have a kind of a two-part question. I have an older home. It's about 68 years old. Um, we paid an electrician to come in when we converted over to a heat pump from an oil furnace um, to up our service. And um, we have an old fuse box that are the screw-in type fuses. And when he put the system in, the new um, uh, electrical box, he was supposed to convert everything over into the new electrical box. And he left 
the little electrical box, the little fuse box in my kitchen. And unfortunately, he put the new electrical box on the outside of my house. I would be okay, except I'm a single woman and I don't, you know, safety reasons, I don't think it's really smart, considering I have a full-size basement that could easily be put in. So do I need to, I mean, I would never call this guy again um, for lots of reasons, but do I need to pay somebody else to come in and convert that last part of my home into this other fuse box or, um, you know, these little fuses are hard to find and, you know, when they blow. So it's definitely an active panel, right? The fuse panel? Oh, it's active. Yes, sir. Okay. So that's called a sub-panel, and that's going to be a, a sub-panel from the main panel. You said the main panel is now in the basement, or the main panel is outside? It's outside. We have a full basement, and why he put it outside, I have no clue, but he put yeah. the main panel. Yeah, that makes no sense, because the only time you usually see full panels outside is maybe a condominium situation, and then they're in utility closets. So I can't imagine why that was done that way. It, it doesn't make sense. It sounds to me like you do need a better electrician to come in and take care of this. If it makes you feel any better, the fact that you have a fuse box does not mean that it's unsafe. Fuses are actually quite safe if it's the right size fuse matched against the wire that's hooked up to that circuit. And so to know if that's the case, somebody has to open the panel and say, okay, this is number 14 wire, so it's a 15 amp fuse, and this is number 12 wire, so it's a 20 amp fuse, and so on, and physically write that like right above the fuse on the panel so you know what size to put in there. Because it's too easy with a fuse box to put in a 20 amp fuse on a wire that's only rated for 15 amps, then of course that's potentially unsafe. So it does sound like you need another electrician. It's obviously not a do-it-yourself project. And unless there's some compelling code reason in your part of the country to put that outside, I don't understand why they would have done that. And, you know, you could you could consider rerunning it back to the inside. And, and unfortunately, that's kind of where we're at. It's not an easy fix. It's one that's going to require uh, the investment of a good electrician. All right. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome, Heidi. Thank you for calling us at 888 Pit. All right, Carolyn, Oregon's on the line with some rusty water at her house. What's going on? Uh, My house is about 25 years old. I've lived in it for about six. Uh, My problem is well water corroding both of my toilets. Okay. And I don't know. I've tried using Clorox. That doesn't seem to work. Um. I'm wondering uh, if there's some something, some kind of a chemical or something that I can put inside the tank to keep it from turning black. So, um, have you tried CLR? Uh, no. What 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 is that? Okay, so I would look take a look at CLR. Uh, it's a product that's been around for many, many years. It's a great company. It stands for Calcium, Lime, and Rust. It's specifically designed to clean uh, rust stains from bathroom fixtures. Okay. Could you spell that for me? <laughs> yeah. C-L-R. <laughs> okay. Got it. <laughs> Well, Memorial Day weekend is here, and along with barbecues and pool openings, we're celebrating what it means to be an American and saluting our troops. And what's more perfect for that than flying the flag? Well, we've got some tips to help you pay proper respect to our flag. First of all, you have to genuinely handle it with care. The American flag should not touch the ground. It shouldn't become worn or soiled. And when you're flying the flag, it should be displayed with the blue union up, except as a distress signal in times of dire emergency. 
And another important bit of flag etiquette, never use the flag as a wrapping or any sort of decoration. That, by the way, is why we have red, white, and blue bunting to use as decor for our houses. Yeah, and I love bunting. I do love to decorate with it. It's so festive and fun and happy, and it just fills me with pride for our country. Now, here are some other protocol tips that you've got to follow. When you are hoisting the flag, you want to raise it briskly. And when you're lowering it, you want to lower it ceremoniously to a recipient's waiting hands. And then together, fold that flag neatly and carefully for storage. And finally, when you're flying the American flag at night, you need to make sure there's a light on it at all times. Be sure to pick a spot that's lit up by a porch or a street light, or consider installing sensor lights that automatically come on in the evening. For more flag flying tips, including tips on how to attach a flagpole bracket to just about any type of building material, visit moneypit.com. Now we're heading over to Virginia, where Margaret has a question about a bathtub. Tell us what's going on. We have an old cast iron tub. And it's real rusty uh, in spots. And uh, I'm wondering what we could do to restore it. Now, when you say real rusty in spots, are we talking about big spots? Or are we talking about like small little ones from a chip here and there? No, we're talking about big spots because the water, it was not good water when we first moved here. And so it had a lot of wear and tear on it about 40 years before we moved here. And we've been living here probably about 45 years. So So your tub's almost 100 years old, huh? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, it served the house well. It's not going to last forever. It needs to be reglazed at this point. And I've had uh, some experience with folks that have tried to reglaze these tubs inside the house and it can be done it's an awfully messy and intensive job and and unless it's done professionally it doesn't seem to last very long there are uh, home reglazing kits and a rust only and makes one that's for tub and tile but i wouldn't expect it to last all that long the best way to do this is to have the tub taken out and reglazed but if you're going to do all that you might as well replace it and not just have that not just not have that reglaze unless it's particularly beautiful. Um, I think those are your options. It's not easy to do a touch up to something like this when it's just got so, you know, it's got almost a, a hundred years of wear and tear on it. Oh, it's, yes. Yes. Okay. That was my question. I appreciate that. Unfortunately, Margaret, there's no easy way to remove a hundred years of wear and tear on that tub. Uh, and so you're probably better off just replacing it. Patent Macon, North Carolina has reached out to Team Money Pit and says, I have a rotten egg smell in my laundry room. You smell it when the water is running into the washing machine or into the laundry room sink. Any idea what might be going on? Well, um, if it's only the laundry room itself, then it's most likely a biogas that's being formed by a dirty drain or some dirty seals. I do get that sometimes in the washing machine, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of nasty, right? Yeah, it's surprising, too. You know, especially around the door, right? If you've got a front load, if all those rubber seals, well, what happens is you get bacteria that digs in behind those seals and it really can smell quite nasty. So what you have to do is you have to clean that with a mildicide. I mean, bleach is probably a fine thing to use there. I would spray it on and let it sit, try to get it saturated around all of those seals. Uh, and then rinse it off thoroughly. And then maybe run a load just to make sure you haven't left any behind because we don't want to get on to your clothes. And in terms of the drain itself, uh, the best way to handle that would be to get some oxygenated bleach, which is kind of like a cleaning compound. And you're going to apply that to the drain. You're going to let it sit there again 
let it really saturate, and then flush it. And that should go pretty far in terms of getting rid of most of that smell. Now, if you had said that it's smelling like rotten eggs all over the house, then that's an issue with your water heater. There's a sacrificial anode, which is like a rod that's in the water heater. And when it starts to wear out, uh, then you start to get that sulfur smell. So if it's just the one room, it's probably the drains. Will that always wear out in every single water heater? Or is that like a, maybe it will, maybe it won't? Some houses have to replace that, you know, maybe every few years. Other houses can go 20, 25. I think it depends on how acidic your water your your water is. It's oh, that's be. interesting. And given that, you know, the, the life cycle or lifetime of a water heater is generally around 10 years, you, for you to say 20 years, that's crazy pants. Yeah. No, I mean, I've seen it as a home inspector. You know, I've seen in that old 20, 25 years and still kicking. Of course, you know, my advice is <laughs> this should have uh, leaked probably 10 years ago, so I wouldn't wait too long before you upgrade it. All right. Now we've got one from Debbie in North Andover, Mass, who writes, what's the best way to get dark stains off of composite decking? That I mean, that sounds like mold kind of, right? Well, it's usually algae. I mean, even though um, composite decking you know, is not organic, you still can get algae that sits on the surface of it. So I would use wet and forget on that. So wet and forget is a cleaning fluid that, or cleaning solution, I should say. It comes in a ready-to-apply bottle. You hook it up to your hose. Basically, you spray it, you let it sit there for a while, and then you just kind of maybe scrub it a little bit with a broom and it goes away. And it has a residual um, effect where it sits on there and actually stops the algae from regrowing for some period of time. If you have a lot of shade, it's just some normal part of your of your deck maintenance to be able to have to do that once in a while. Yeah, I mean, we have like a PVC gate between the drive and the and like the basketball area at home. And like that thing grows like a green algae on it all the time, no matter what I do. It's like every season, there it is again. I just clean it off and keep going. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show on a beautiful Memorial Day weekend. We hope that you guys are enjoying it, having a good time, just relaxing, and giving thanks to all of the sacrifices made by our servicemen and women. Hey, if you're ready to take on a project now that we are hitting the summer stride and you want some advice on how to get that done, remember you can reach out to us 24-7. Best way to do that is to go to moneypit.com, click on the blue microphone button, and record your question. We'll get back to you on the very next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.